Springer, Andy Martinez with you from Las Vegas. The 2022 GM meetings are just about wrapped up and we have the entire scoop of what you need to know as a Cub fan following these meetings as we look ahead to the winter meetings and then of course the 2022 season. But as we get started, this podcast brought to you by Wintrust, the proud legacy partner of the Chicago Cubs and exclusive home of Cubs checking open online today at Wintrust.com slash Cubs Weekly. So Andy Martinez, a lot of stuff exciting happening here. Just overall impressions of the GM meetings this year. The biggest thing for me is just a lot of talking about roster decisions, especially when it comes to the Cubs. There's there's a lot of question marks with the 40-man roster. There's a lot of questions about what could kind of happen. We're kind of seeing the groundwork laid out, not only in terms of teams talking to other teams, you know, Jed Hoyer, Carter Hawkins talking to another team, but there's a lot of agents here too, and the, the groundwork's being laid for free agency, maybe extensions, whatever. There's a lot going on here for sure here, here in Las Vegas. Yeah, and I think it's interesting Jed was talking about a lot of – the exciting conversations are actually with the agents to sort yeah. of just gauge where everything is at. Of course, you do want to talk to other teams about potential trades and what other teams need, but a lot of it's the agents. And, and Scott Boris was certainly at the top of the list there. We'll get to that in just a, yeah. a second. But extension talks, that's yeah. a big one. What were your takeaways when you heard Jed about the possibility of uh, long-term futures with some current Cubs. Yeah, it's something that he mentioned at his end-of-season press conference, right? There's, he's taking the first steps. What do the first steps mean? Uh, it's kind of vague as how, how we left at the end of the season. Probably first, first interactions with agents, first exchanging numbers, things like that, getting on the same page. Because when you look at some of the guys that the Cubs have on their roster, Ian Happ and Nico Horner are probably the two biggest candidates in terms of an extension. We saw what Ian Happ did in 2022, all-star season really broke out, came, won a gold glove, came into his own, the player they expected when they drafted him in the first round. And then Nico Horner, I mean, even I think in your best projections, you weren't hoping to get a four-and-a-half war player playing really, really good defense at, at shortstop. Nico Horner, of course, still has a couple years before free agency, but Ian Happ will be a free agent mm -hmm. at the end of this year. So potentially a contract extension even before the team gets into spring training so that, of course, there are no distractions yeah. once the play comes. All right, back to Scott Boris. This is a guy, a mega agent. Everybody pays attention to every single word he has to say. From what you heard from him, what were your biggest takeaways? There was a lot. I've never experienced a live Scott Boris <laughs> press conference I've seen him on, on YouTube I've seen him on TV whatever but being in person I mean there's literally I've never been a part of anything like that that was super unique his opening comments his analogies are I, I need to hire him as a someone to create analogies for me because he was great he was phenomenal uh, there there was a lot of takeaways in terms of his guys obviously pushing up his guys but also just he mentioned specifically the Cubs that he expected them to be acquiring veterans. They're at the point where they're going to be acquiring veterans. That kind of, you know, put my radars uh, on high alert. There might be some interactions between Scott Boris and the Chicago Cubs because he's got plenty of the big name players uh, under his under his firm: Carlos Correa, Carlos Rodon, Brandon Nimmo, Taiwan Walker. A lot of guys that you know are very interesting fits potentially for the Chicago Cubs. Seems like he would be a guy certainly in the know and. You know, maybe Jed having some conversations yeah. with him about uh, potentially getting some of those guys. All right, let's talk about hitting and specifically the hitting coach. Cubs decided to part ways with Greg Brown as a hitting coach, but maybe, yeah. you know, reuniting with him in another different capacity. From the hitting perspective, what do you think the Cubs want to achieve when it comes to a hitting coach? I think it's just the relationship building between 
the players and the coach. I think Greg Brown was kind of behind the eight ball when it came towards the relationship building. He didn't have a full spring training. If you remember in 2022, he, there was, it was all shortened because of the lockout. He was never able to build the rapport with the guys that came in that had been here. Dustin Kelly's been with the organization for a couple of years now. He's seen some of these guys, Christopher Morrow, who came up this year, Nelson Velasquez, guys like that who have come up through the system. He spent time with them, and it's been very interesting to see that that was one of the big points for for, Je- or for the Chicago Cubs in terms of what they want from a hitting department. What, what, what did you take away from that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that relationship is so important, and I think in today's age, Every guy has a guy yep. in the offseason. They have somebody that they really rely on who really knows their swing and, and how they approach things and somebody they're talking to constantly. So being a hitting coach is really, really hard. Yeah. And so if you don't already have a relationship with a player and you're trying to come in there, and in a way you're sort of trying to compete with yep. the outside voices of the player and help them be successful at the major league level, that's just so much to digest. And so the fact that, as you mentioned, Dustin Kelly knows a lot of these guys, he's seen them throughout the minor leagues, I think that just gives him a little bit of an advantage and with what the Cubs are trying to accomplish of, hey, tailoring every single guy to what their skill set best suits he's the perfect guy for the job and i think uh, by the way i like the tailoring taylor 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 taylor. i I must have listened to scott boris today exactly exactly. (laughs) um but another thing too is you know i think about it as a hitting coach you mentioned the outside i think that's a very fascinating point the outside hitting coaches are with them in the offseason right when you have a bad game that who, who does the blame turn to is the hitting coach. The the hit the outside hitting coach is never with a player on a bad day. You never have a 0 for five day, or you never strike out three times in December, right? It's right. it's it's very interesting to have that dynamic. And you know, I think there was a, there was an interesting point that was brought up that you know, if if three guys have really good seasons offensively, but six have bad seasons, you kind of only look at the six guys. That that you forget about the three guys, and that's that's kind of the 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 crux and the the crummy thing about being a hitting coach. It's like being a quarterback in football. I don't care how good you are. If Mm -hmm. your team has a a down week, usually you get uh, blame for the starting quarterback, although the Bears did lose and people are hyping up Justin Fields. So maybe not the point that I was going with, but usually in baseball, the hitting coaches, they take a lot of the blame. But that was one change coming to the Cubs in 2023. Another change is Drew Smiley potentially not returning. He did decide to opt out of his deal with the Cubs, and we caught up with Cubs general manager Carter Hawkins. Another gorgeous day in Vegas. As you can tell behind us, we're not enjoying the Vegas trip. We're enjoying some baseball talk. Carter Hawkins joining us again, Cubs general manager. Thanks for the time yet again. Let's talk about Drew Smiley. The news yesterday coming out, he officially declined the player option. But I know there's still interest, Jed, saying there was, and Drew telling us at the end of the year that he would have interest of, of coming back. What are the possibilities of that happening? Yeah, I really see that that mechanism as more procedural as much as anything. We've had conversations with his agent, Adam, as, as uh, recently as yesterday. And you know, obviously he had a, a really solid season for us last year. And think that he could help us next year and we'll continue to have conversations and hopefully we can find some overlap. Every fan wants to know about free agency. There's a lot of speculation about different guys. One of the names thrown out there, Jose Abreu, just watching him on the other side of town. What do you admire about the way that he plays the game? Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, amongst all the the hitters that are available this offseason, you know, he's one that's shown he can do it and shown he can do it at the biggest stage and, you know, both power and contact and he's he's an impressive impressive player and apparently you know, great in the clubhouse as well so certainly somebody that I imagine all 30 teams were interested in but you know someone will take a look at closely. Yesterday we talked about rule changes and that was something that 
was talked about uh, again yesterday a lot. Was there anything that stood out to you about the way that rule changes were being discussed amongst GMs? You know, I think in general, just the league is trying to, to make sure there's more action. So it's just the, the product for our fans continues to be better and continues to be something that people want to show up for. And, you know, we're, we're all for that. You know, we're going to look at any rule and try to figure out you know, how can we win the most baseball games within this certain set of constraints. So you know, I think that's the conversation that goes around, you know, with, with us internally. We're not necessarily sharing the secrets right. with the other 29 teams, but basically, okay, like if these are our constraints, how can we make sure that we prevent the most runs or create the most runs within them. And so that just another piece of strategy that we get to discuss and what makes our jobs pretty fun. What's the biggest thing on the agenda today? More meetings. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's meeting and meeting and meeting. So we'll, uh, we'll have some major league meetings where they'll just talk a little bit about, you know, some of the different things that have happened over the course of the year and, you know, kind of running the gamut in terms of finances and rules and just anything that touches major league baseball. And then Jed and I will get together with some more uh, agents this afternoon and continue to kick off conversations there and continue to strategize about our offseason. So um, it should be a little bit more of the same, but fun nonetheless. There's no rest in the offseason, that's for sure. When you leave GM meetings, what's the first thing on the table that you guys want to discuss and achieve? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we'll have a little better sense at that point of just what the actual free agent pool is going to be as different players get qualifying offers, um, just kind of which guys are out there and the different restrictions that they have on them. Um, so I think we'll have a better sense of, of the pool, and then we'll be able to look at the pool and say, okay, like what's our strategy for recruiting some of these players? What's our strategy for negotiating with some of these players? Um, and just continuing to build that out and uh, hopefully uh, block by block build a really good team for next year. Extensions are uh, something else discussed about frequently. You know, Nico Horner, Ian Happ, Jed has talked about, you know, maybe the possibility of bringing those guys on long-term. At what point do you make or have those conversations? Is it before or after you sort of dive into the free agents available? Yeah, you know, and Jed always says we're not going to comment specific on, on specific negotiations, but I think generally as you think about extensions, you see a lot of those happen in spring training, certainly. Um, but there's no real great reason for that outside of proximity. Um, you know, I think for us, it's, it's basically, you know, whenever we can, you know, engage meaningfully with the player and the agent and where we feel like there's overlap in terms of our interest and their interest. And, you know, that could happen any time. But I would say this time is as good as any. And, and, you know, just because there's a lot of other things going on doesn't mean we would exclude the opportunity to do something like that. Are you a gambler at all? Uh, I, not very good one, right? I, I think I, I've, I've realized that I'd rather be the house than the, uh, than the gambler, both in baseball and in life. And so um, I might do it for fun here and there, but uh, certainly not going to put my per diem out there uh, too, too much. <laughs> What's your favorite table game? Craps, for sure. It's the, apparently, it's the best odds for, the, for anything that's pure luck. So gotcha. I'll go with that. Okay, yeah. I'm into that. Blackjack, um, roulette, played yeah, a little bit of that. Like, craft's a little more communal, right? Yeah, so you can get like, right. your friends involved. And, yeah, yeah, I'm into so, that. Okay, yeah, cool. like the energy. Appreciate the time. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Have another great day. And we'll keep you all posted here on Marquee Sports Network. Get your Wintrust exclusive debit card. Get your Cubs card. Ooh, I'll take one. How much? Actually, they pay you $300. You heard right. Get a $300 bonus when you open a Cubs checking account with Wintrust. Enjoy all perks and purchase with pride every time with your Wintrust Cubs debit card. $300? Wait, what? I'll take a $300. $300. $300. $300. Get your exclusive card at wintrust.com slash cubs. Only $100 required to open. No monthly minimum balance and no monthly maintenance fees. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. So there you have it. Carter Hawkins mentioning Drew Smiley. Maybe a potential reunion. 
Drew Smiley loved Chicago. He, yeah. he would say it openly. He said, look, I've been on winning teams, and it's not always fun to come to work every day, but even with the Cubs, the record wasn't necessarily there, but he really enjoyed his time in Chicago. What do you think about the potential reunion? I think it's a kind of a win-win. In a, in a, this is going to this is gonna sound weird. Maybe win, I have to do Scott. Win-win, trust. There yeah, we go. Pun the, intended. Exactly. There we go. But kind of going full circle on this, Drew Smiley pitched really well when he was healthy. He deserves to go to the free agent market and test his test his market, test what he can get. The Chicago Cubs really like that relationship. Drew Smiley really like that relationship. There's definitely contact still going on. There's definitely still potential that a reunion could fit. Mm-hmm. And really, he would make sense in a lot of ways for the Chicago Cubs. A lefty arm that is veteran presence can go out there every fifth day and give you quality innings. If you remember, his, I believe it was his July or August stretch, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. It was 0.9 ERA. He goes over across like 11, 11 starts or so. He was really, really stellar yeah. for the Chicago Cubs in that stretch. And if you can get, I'm not saying you're going to get a 0.9 ERA over 162, but if you kind of can kind of replicate some of those elements, I think it, it serves the Cubs really well and, and can keep building the rotation that way. Yeah, consistency. That's yeah. the biggest thing you saw from him. I really think from start to finish. I mean, this is never a guy who really went through a bad stretch, maybe yeah. the injury, but you can't really hold that against him. Okay, also Wilson Contreras, yep. a guy that everybody's talking about. The qualifying offer has not yet been yep. extended to him, and we're talking on Wednesday night in the middle of GM meetings. What's the future for Wilson? As, as Jed Hoyer has said many times, he's going to get the qualifying offer. That's that's a no-brainer. We know he's going to get the qualifying offer. They're going to wait till the last possible second, procedural move. That kind of that's the standard how you do things. He will get the qualifying offer. It's very well expected. He'll get he'll reject the qualifying offer and hit the open market. It'll be interesting to see what that kind of does to his market. Whether it's with the if it's with the Cubs, there's no worry. It's he's back. No no qualms or anything. But if he goes to another team. The team has to weigh not only a contract offer for Wilson Contreras, but they're giving up a draft pick to the Chicago Cubs, and that's something that could be potentially valuable for the Cubs uh, as Wilson Contreras hits the free agency market. Absolutely. Interesting dynamic there when it came to the trade deadline. Do you try to get a piece at the deadline, or do you wait and and potentially get another draft pick? So good stuff there. Injury updates. Uh, A lot of pitchers injured this past season, of course. Depth is the name of the game. We've heard Jed Hoyer talk about it. Everybody needs pitching depth. Let's start with the starters, a guy who's been Mr. Reliable, but a couple rough seasons, and Kyle Hendricks. What's the latest on him? Kyle Hendricks, it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens once spring training starts you know he was shut down in i believe it was around july had a shoulder issue was scheduled to come off the mound in november had not had not started throwing yet we'll see what happens with him i don't think it's a i don't think it's super worrisome right now it's november you don't have to worry about hey he's got a pitch in two weeks or anything like that you you've got the time the the runway to get built up he wants to get more athletic it's been no secret he wants to use the time to get more athletic but it could become a real question mark whether or not he, he can pitch for the Chicago Cubs and be a part of the rotation. Cody Hoyer, also another guy who went down spring training last year, had been yeah. really promising coming over in that Craig Kimbrell trade from the White Sox the year prior. What do you make of him and what he could be for the Cubs come this season? I think there's a chance we might see him with the Cubs maybe towards the second half of the season. Something that we've been seeing with guys that have Tommy John surgery it's more of a 14-month recovery nowadays. It's not really the 12-month that we were used to seeing maybe a few years ago where he went down in June last year. All right, maybe we'll get him around June or July of the next year. Now we're seeing the 14-month runway because guys 
need those extra two months to build up. So they might be throwing and, and pitching off a mound at 12 months or something like that, but they still need those extra two months to build up their arm strength to be able to go multiple innings or however long their, their pitch count is. Uh, and in, the, in Cody Hoyer's case, that's probably looking at the 14-month range, which would put him, I believe, around, I think he had it in March, so it would put him around May or June uh, before he probably hits a rehab assignment. Then you got to build them. You're thinking about getting them to the major leagues. Ethan Roberts, another guy. Yeah. I mean, spring training, that was that was the, the biggest Sorry, story. That was so strong. Yeah. I still think of that. Yeah, it was it was and one of the cooler moments, yeah. moments. Him getting hit in the hand and you were like, oh, no, did he get hurt? No, nope, he's, he's, he's getting uh, his call to the major leagues. He's on the same path probably 14 months or so before we see him. Mm-hmm. Would put him around August or September uh, before he, he reaches the major leagues. One of the main stories here has been the rule changes coming, the yeah. shift, the pitch clock, the bases being increased, larger in size, I should say. How do you feel like those rules will impact roster construction? That's been one of the biggest talking points. You've, you've asked Jed and Carter about it. Everyone's been asking around, what is it going to do? I think the biggest thing is you look at it as a second base. Before you could hide, a, if you had a really good bat, but he wasn't a great defender, well, we can put him at second base because with the shift, our, our best defender is going to be covering that, that hole anyway. We'll, we'll be fine with a guy who maybe isn't the best defender. Nowadays, you won't be able to do that. You're going to need just as good defense at second base as you have at shortstop. That's kind of where the conversations about free agents, you know, we know this great shortstop class that the, that's coming up, that's coming through with Correa, Dansby Swanson, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts. If the Cubs were to sign one of those, you can move Nico Horner to second or you can move one of them to second and it creates a very strong defense up the middle. That's the athleticism, the athleticism that's needed and that's something that's really big in roster construction, don't you think? Absolutely. No, I I completely agree. And I think when you look back at when the team won the 2016 World Series, you had really good defense up the middle. And now because you can't shift and you can't maybe cover some of the lack of defense at second base, it is very, very important that that stays strong. And of course, center field, another area that the Cubs need to improve defensively on. So we could talk all day about defense, but we all know it's certainly important. It's important that you... Have a great rest of your offseason until winter meetings. Okay. Yeah, it should be. A, it's going to be here before we know. Yes. We're going to be doing a podcast from San Diego here yeah, in no podcasting. Time. Andy, the king of podcasting. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Cubs Weekly presented by Wintrust. Don't forget to download and subscribe to this pod on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And check us out in video form on Marquee Sports Network's app and YouTube. That's going to do it here from Las Vegas.